guys, it is Amanda and Baron, and we are back again with Kicking Cancer Cares, and our sponsor for this second half is Marianne McNally. She is a residential real estate specialist with Next Home Realty Connection. She is currently going through her own battle, so if you guys could keep her in your prayers, that would be absolutely amazing. And if you are looking to buy a home or sell a home, or just not really sure where to even start, give her a call at 503-409-4389. You know, it's interesting that you bring up Marianne. Because there's something that you said during the first half of the show, Dee Dee, and I think that grief is one of the things about, like, someone dies, so I grieve because they passed away. Mm -hmm. But I do remember several podcasts back where Sharon Hennepin called in. Mm -hmm. She did a great job of describing what Brenda was going through. Yeah. For those that, like you, that were here in January, Brenda came, and she was our keynote speaker, and I thought she bravely told, like, 80 people that her cancer was back. And then she goes back to get the surgery. And she went through a phase of about a week. And I, you know, how do you say this on the radio? And Sharon said, well, the landscape's different. That's a really good way to describe the landscape's different. Mm -hmm. But it has to be hard when you're looking at yourself in the mirror and surgery has changed and you're going to grieve. Yes. And Mm -hmm. Brenda said, I just wanted to feel all the feels. Yep. Mm -hmm. Good for her. Yeah. She said, I didn't want to get stuck there. No. But I want to feel all the feels. Yes. But what do we do when someone does get stuck there? Yeah. So just for the listeners, just turn in, five stages of grief, denial, mm-hmm. anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. That's what you're going to find on the internet. Except Dee Dee has a wonderful seven stages. So you've got shock and denial. Yes. Kind of combined. Yep. Pain and guilt, which yes. we can talk about in a minute. Mm-hmm. Anger and bargaining, which yeah. I can certainly... Relate to that one. Yes. Um, then depression. Yeah. But then you have two new ones that yeah, aren't on this list. I know. The upward turn. Yes. The reconstruction and working through. Yes. And acceptance and hope. Yeah. Awesome. Now, in Brenda's case, she, was, she wasn't in denial. I mean, it was very obvious that yep. the landscape wasn't the same. Was she angry? Maybe not angry, but maybe a little bitter, maybe a little sad. Yeah. But she didn't want to get stuck in that depression state. Right. What happens when someone does get stuck in one of these things? Yeah. Well, as a counselor, um, I try to watch for individuals. And, you know, you brought up a really good uh, point that, you know, sometimes people hold on to items. When we see that that, that that person is holding on to certain thoughts, memories, um, last minute things. Sometimes we can say that that's a complex grief um, and they do get stuck in one of these stages. Sometimes it is just fear of entering back out into society because that withdrawal and that depression really are a part of the grief. And I will also remind individuals that your family members are not going to be in the same stage that you are. My husband and I, I was trying to work through my stages. I was trying to find um, some meaning in Jonathan's death. And my husband was just flat out angry. Ex-husband. Ex-husband. Not, not current husband. Ex-husband. That is correct. Ex-husband. <laughs> let's, um, let's, let's give Frank credit. Yes. Ex-husband. Yes. Right. Um, and our marriage did not survive the hit. Uh, within two years after Jonathan had passed, um, we had separated and we had gotten a divorce and 
you know, then I've stayed single these last six years until just recently in January when Frank came into my life um, and accepted, you know, every part of my grief and loss. Um, How many years were you a counselor before Jonathan's diagnosis? I've been a counselor for 40 years. So So 30 30 years years prior to... So you had these tools. Yes. But it wasn't any easier. No. It just gave you something to work with. Yes. Yeah. But yet your ex-husband had listened to you with the same tools. He just had a harder time dealing with it. Yes. And he got stuck in the anger and said, you know, I'm too angry. God said no. And we just need to be done because... You're going to keep processing this. You're going to stay connected with Cancer Can't. You're going to stay connected with, you know, hope and and acceptance and find meaning and purpose. And I just I just can't do that. And and I would say to people out there, if you are stuck in one of these stages, I get it. I see you. It's not a healthy place to be because your storm is going to help another person survive their storm. Yeah. And it's the only way that we can be water walkers if we are able to let go of the boat and get out of the boat. If you stay in that boat, I understand that. I completely get it. Um, but I would say, you know, seek other individuals who have had the same losses that you feel you are in the boat and hanging on to right now. Um I think because we don't talk about it as a society and we're not very encouraging and accepting of where other people are, we can also withdraw and just say, well, I don't want to go to church anymore. I don't want to go to that function anymore because someone's going to say something to me. Or on the other end of it, there's individuals there that are like, oh my gosh, there's Dee Dee. Her son died. Don't say anything about it because what if she starts crying? We're not going to know what to do. Oh, there's Brenda. She's had breast surgery. Don't talk about, you know, breast cancer or, you know, the loss of her breast because what if she starts crying or what if she wants to talk about it? We're not going to know what to say. I want to say to individuals out there, I get that approaching someone that is grieving is really difficult. You don't have to know everything about their grief, but you can just say, I'm sorry for your loss. It's a great statement. Yeah. I'm sorry that you had surgery. I'm sorry that your mom died. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that happened in your family. And just let it sit there because that person isn't feeling any less of the discomfort. Yeah. We're already in it. I've already lost as much as I can possibly lose. You're not going to remind me of right. anything that I don't already know about. Well, and a lot of times what I will say is I'll come up and, and I'll say, Dee I'm sorry for your loss. Is there anything I can do? And yeah. I just leave it very open-ended yeah. because they might go, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and you just have to be, even though I do want to help, if yeah. they say no, I have to accept no. Mm-hmm. Yes. And if they tell me, oh, I could use a meal, then be yes. open to everything. But just, so that's what I do is yeah. I just say, I'm sorry for your loss. Is there anything I can do to help? That's and how just I just try to be a service to them. Mm-hmm. I have one of my nephews at home that mm-hmm. struggles. And mm-hmm. um, so I, I'm constantly, how can I help? 
Mm-hmm. What can I do to make your day easier? Yep. Um, ha- what's the solution? Do you, you know, uh, is there, do you see a path towards a solution yeah. that I can help you get to? You know, yeah. and so. And I would say in our brains, we don't even know what that solution right. is. Oh, yeah. But I think, you know, can I take you for a walk? Can I buy you a Jamba Juice? Here's a $25 um, card for Safeway. Go and get something that you've been wanting, but you haven't had the energy to fix. Like, we can offer some very practical op- options for individuals that are in that grief. Um, and and I think, you know, because grief is a loop and it's not linear and we don't just go from one stage to the next and then go, yay, I am over the bargaining. <laughs> I am done with the if only should have been's or the could have been's. That, that's not how grief works. So just acknowledge that every one of your family members is going to be in a different phase. Sometimes people don't move through those phases the same pace that you do. Offer some very practical supports and let that person just know you do see that they are in sorrow right now. You do see that they are grieving. And if you so feel led, go ahead and get them the coffee, buy them the Jamba Juice, offer them the Safeway card, do some very practical things that will help. Well, and, and I, it's interesting that you say that because as soon as Ozzy passed... Um, I we have a group chat on with the with the board, so I can send one message and everybody gets it right. Mm-hmm. And I said we need to do something, and immediately like three board members says we should send a Grubhub card. Yes. So I contacted the treasurer. She yeah. sent a Grubhub card to John, and then about three weeks goes by, and they go, well, this hasn't been used yet. Yeah. So then I reached out to John and I said, I know you guys are having a, a hard time. I won't take very much time, but did you know? This isn't a scam. There's a hundred dollars waiting for you on this, and it's like, oh, oh. So he, I see. That's the shock of grief, where your brain just shuts down. He probably saw it. He saw his phone and just couldn't compute it. And I said, there's also and your food tastes like ash, and so (laughs) you don't even want to eat. Yeah. And there's, there was a business in That's Albany awesome. that sent them a really nice donation. I don't know how much it was, but it was a nice donation. And then they reached out to me and they said, they haven't cashed the check yet. Is there a way that you can contact them? And I said, you, you have a check. It, it might be in your bail. I'm not sure where it's at, but it's a legitimate check. And it's for you guys. So that, that shock, yes. like John didn't even realize there's people helping. They're sending you food. Yes. We sent you food. They sent you money. But he didn't know it. Yes. That's so in this shock. list that you did, yes. you know, the first one is shock and now. The second one didn't make the other list. Pain and guilt. Oh, yeah. For me, the first thing that comes when it to guilt, especially if I try to put myself in John and Shadow's shoes. Yes. Like as a parent, yep. I feel guilty because my kid got the cancer, yeah. not me. Is oh, that yeah. the guilt you're talking about? Yeah. Or and what? that you didn't have any ability to have any control. Right? Like, why like I could have done more. I, have, I could why, have done more. <laughs> yeah. I, why couldn't I have done more? Where was the miracle treatment? Did I search enough? Did you go through that with Jonathan? Oh, I did, Baron, so much. Um, at the very end, you know, he had lost his leg. He, um, you know, was just not able to think. Um, and there was a treatment down at uh, MD Anderson in Houston. And you have to be terminal to be able to take this this treatment. Oh, it's, that's got to be a double-edged sword. 
You have to be because because <laughs> you have it, to admit that Jonathan's mm-hmm. terminal. Yep. So you want the treatment. Yep. But to get the treatment, you actually have to actually. And he was too sick to oh, fly. My stars. And oh. he was too sick to you know to walk through an airport, and I was like calling mobile home motorhome places and I was like will you donate a motorhome to us because we're going to drive my son to MD Anderson in like two hours and we're going to get him into this you know this treatment and it's our only hope and then he died two weeks after that we never got you know the ability to sign up for that immunology um, treatment and and I just I hung on to that for a while, like really guilty that I couldn't get my son to one more treatment. Um, I've since then, you know, now it's eight years later, and I've since then just began to understand that sometimes you just can't. Yeah. You know, but... Uh, An interesting example just came to mind of what you're talking about. When I, when I started King Cancer, again, it wasn't supposed to be an organization. It was just mm-hmm. me trying to help Brenda out. We yeah. did the Warrior Dash. That was yeah. a lot of fun. Forty people show up. They're wearing pink shirts. We get all muddy, and then she flies home. And I said, do you want to do the Spartan race? Yeah. So she said, sure. And I remember I was driving to the Portland airport. It was August of 2018. Again, we're not even an organization yet. We're just we're not even an idea yet. I was just working to do a Spartan race. <laughs> My wife's very best friend had gone into the hospital on Monday with some heart pains. Mm. Uh, her heart was beating too fast. And we were going to go see her on Tuesday, mm-hmm. but we had our grandson on Tuesday. So she said, just just come on Wednesday, go enjoy your grandson. Wednesday rolls around, and she's not feeling well. Mm-hmm. And so her sister calls and says, yeah, you probably shouldn't come visit. She's not feeling well. Thursday... I'm driving to the Portland airport, and I get a phone call at 8 o'clock saying, you better pull the car over. One of the side effects of cancer, specifically pancreatic cancer, is blood yeah. clots. Yep. And a blood clot had gotten to her heart and killed yeah. her. Yeah. yeah. So she died with pancreatic cancer, not yes. from it. But for the longest time... Yes. My wife was holding that guilt. Of, oh, for sure. You know, we we didn't go because the grandson. We mm-hmm. couldn't go because she wasn't sick, and then mm-hmm. she died. Yep. So mm-hmm. she could not get a chance to say goodbye to her very best yeah, friend. Yep. Me, I processed it differently. As soon as I heard the news, I told I called my mother, and I said, if they thought that I was enthusiastic to help Brenda, I'm just really pissed off right now. <laughs> now it's personal. Now it's personal. Now, yeah. it's now personal. I'm really mad. <laughs> yeah. Because Good I watched my wife mm-hmm. go through the pain of yeah. not being able to say goodbye. Right. And I would and I'll say, keep the actual listen word to I what you out. just said. <laughs> it wasn't a nice that word. is the anger that gave you the energy to do something about what needed to change. Yeah. Because, because Vicky's death, yep. I took that really personally. So and good. I said, they have not even seen Baron yet. Yeah. I was so mad. Yeah. And that was the fuel that kicked yeah. off where we're at now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So for me, which one of these was it? Was it the was it the guilt or was it the anger? Or? I think it was the guilt and then it looped right into the anger. Within and about anger 15 minutes. Is, yeah. <laughs> and anger anger is a God given emotion that gives us the energy to do something. It is the God given emotion that says something needs 
needs to change. Yeah. And so in that aspect, we can then start to move forward. That anger actually t- put me into an upward turn. Which is number five on yeah. your list. It's not yeah. on the other list, but upward I, turn. And I did, I did go through all of these, and sometimes I loop back to these. On Jonathan's birthday just a few days ago, I remember just waking up and just feeling so sad, so sad that I could not celebrate my child. Yeah. Um, is that depression? Yes, that's a little bit of depression, right? But then looking at what we had just accomplished at just Cancer Camp and, and knowing that that was a feeling that I had to feel and that was an acknowledgement that I had to, that I had to go through and... Um, Frank and I went to the park and we let a happy birthday balloon go and I'm starting to have heaven dreams and I'm still in that upward turn. But I think finding purpose for your pain is is really what keeps me moving forward. It's what you said earlier. Mm-hmm. Grief has not, your grief is not smaller. It no. has made you bigger. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Grief can make you have bigger compassion, bigger empathy bigger ability to take action, bigger energy to just step into the hard things and do the hard things with someone that you would rather turn and walk away from because you don't want to enter into their pain. But the empathy has made me bigger and I just step in. I step in where, you know, I I know that people are just going to be so sad. Um, But they're going to be sad anyways. They might as well feel my arm around them yeah. and saying, I'm really sorry for so your voice. Number six on your list mm-hmm. says reconstruction and working through. Yeah. Let me tell you something that happened to me and see if this yeah. fits in. It was within, I, Amanda knows this because I've mentioned this before. It was within about 24 hours of Ozzy passing. I mean, we all knew he was going to pass, which mm-hmm. is a matter of when. But when yeah. he did pass, you know, I felt that grief. I felt that oh, for sure. pain of losing Ozzy. I did too. And I thought... How many have we not lost? Mm-hmm. And so I went back and made a list. Mm-hmm. And I've got a full page in my little notebook here mm-hmm. of the people that we've been able to step in who haven't passed. Thank mm-hmm. you. So two months from today, mm-hmm. the first Saturday in December, December the 2nd, in the evening, we are having an event. It is the culmination of Go Team Aussie 2.0. Shai is putting together a slideshow. And we're going to have this continuous loop. Your son will be on that continuous loop of yes. people that we've honored. And that evening is not a fundraiser. It's just show up if you can, don't show up, have dinner at Honky Tonks, whatever. But we're calling it Your Life, His Legacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for me, it's like either I get stuck in the grief of Ozzy yeah. passing after yeah. spending a year and a half helping this family in some way yes. or I go look how many haven't passed Yes, mm-hmm. like let's celebrate the ones that haven't passed and that was kind of my reconstruction am I, am I on the right track you're here? totally on the right track and I think I think that every person that is dealing with any kind of grief and loss has to have a moment of resilience to stop and redefine their new different right what what does our life look like without this person? What does my life look like with this amputation? What does my life look like without that parent? What does my life look like? Normal? No. New, different? Yes. I can accept that. That acceptance 
then helps me to kind of settle in and dig in, redefine or restructure, work through it, and then find purpose for my pain. And when I say purpose for my pain, I'm not talking about every person out there uh, establishing a nonprofit organization and getting a $1.2 million grant that builds an apartment complex. I am talking about purpose for your pain can be I am going to buy a $25 gift certificate once a month for the next year, and I'm going to give that to um, kicking cancer in the donkey. I'm going to find an outlet, and I'm going to give $10 to it. I'm going to find a family in my block, and I'm going to help them with their yard because um, because of their loss, because of, of a loss of a job. Maybe a family down the street has lost a job. That's grief that that family is going through. If you have lost a job, if you have, um, if you have experienced loss at all, you can find purpose for your pain in helping some other organization or individual in small ways. Because I will tell you, a Jamba Juice, a $5 Jamba Juice makes a difference. It just does. And for us to think, well, it's not, you know, it's not a refrigerator for a cancer, um, cancer patient's room. No, but it is a small bit of comfort and it is acknowledgement to another human being yep. that you matter and what you are going through matters to me. You did a great job of writing some stuff up for us to talk from. I'm looking at the very last section, and mm-hmm. I don't even think it's fair that I read this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. You want me to read it? Go ahead. You, you said my son, so this is yeah. you. But you said yeah. you, your son said, um, mm-hmm. "Live your, your minutes. minutes with meaning and purpose." Yeah, that's a great statement. I have it tattooed on my arm. <laughs> you know, for Live a young your man uh-huh. at, at what, 29 years old, 27 yes. years old, who's yes. dying. He's, he yes. knows he's dying yep, from bone he does. cancer. Yep. Live your minutes with meaning and purpose. What mm-hmm. a great statement. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Powerful. And I think um, when I talk with widows, when I talk with other moms, when I talk with other people, there's always going to be a little phrase that comes out, you know, do the thing, mm-hmm. take the vacation, eat the cake. Um you know, Chad said that, and he was an owner at uh, Angel Share, and he died of brain cancer a year ago. And he said, do the thing. You know, take the vacation. Jonathan happened to say, live your minutes. And, um, and I hope that every person out there can find a little catchphrase um, that empowers them to be able to redefine and reconstruct um, what they need to be giving to in their own lives and 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 making every day and every minute count yeah because our lives do matter and other people's there's there was a very small item we only have a few minutes left but there was a small item that happened in the timeline try to keep our little timeline moving forward oh yes Mm -hmm. Um, we are now into uh, it's actually labor day 2020 in the timeline of getting cancer and for those that remember those times it was labor day weekend when the detroit fires started yes we are in COVID. Yep. Um, rules are really vague right then, um, but any major fundraisers were not happening. Mm-hmm. 
Except the Volcano Stadium had something in their parking lot where it was like a kind of like a farmer's market, except it was a bunch of vendors. And we went and rented a dunk tank. And we sold balls, and you could throw the ball and dunk me. Okay. Uh, I was pretty wet and pretty sore by the time we were done. <laughs> but that was our fundraiser then, yeah. was to just go dunk the kicking cancer guy over Labor Day weekend. Yes. Thanks for taking one for the team. <laughs> know, right? yes. Thanks for taking one for the team. But here. what I do want to let the listeners know is you can now get any of our apparel online. Mm, that's our, right. Our, so our awesome. e-commerce site is active. Go to our website. Do it. Clear to the bottom of the first page, it says buy a shirt, or where it says get involved, you can buy a shirt. I'm going to make an offer right now. Anyone, anyone that's listening that buys any one of our shirts, I will ship you a free gray Aussie hat to go with it. Oh, that's I love awesome. that. That's buy a shirt, I'll do. give you a hat for free. Okay, what's the address to your location? So the ad, the physical oh. address is 3737 Cherry Avenue. We're right behind Physique Fitness. Mm-hmm. Or you can go to kicking-cancer.org, and where it says get involved, to say buy a shirt. Once again, once you do that, it's a hyperlink to our e-commerce site. Mm-hmm. You pick whatever color shirt you want as soon as you do. It's just like any other add to cart. Don't don't put the hat because it's going to charge you for the hat. But once you do, and I get that notification, we will ship you a free Aussie gray hat to go with it. Awesome. Well, and I would say get involved. Mm-hmm. Just get lots involved. Of ways to get involved. There's yes. lots of ways to get involved in some very meaningful organizations. Um, and it and it can be the upturn that you need in your own grief and loss. And eventually you're going to be able to find, um, you know, and remember your family member without gut-wrenching pain. Um, and just been a pleasure to be with each of you today. Thank yes. you so much. Thanks Thank for you for insights. coming in, Dee mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Our sponsor for this second half is Marianne McNally. She is a residential real estate specialist with Next Home Realty Connection. If you're looking to buy a home or sell a home, give her a call at 503-409-4389. And we'll be back next week as, as the, the movement, movement continues. continues. Woo.